Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, back here on the Ohio in segment two of Wednesday's show. Uh, Brandon, we've talked a lot about the Columbus Zoo over the past couple weeks, and we're not – I'm sure the zoo's not happy because this is the time where it's getting nice. The zoo's like, hey, we're ready for a big summer season. We're ready to go. But there's some stuff going on at the zoo. Uh, Tom Stoff and another uh, official at the zoo – Greg Bell, uh, they're, they're no longer at the zoo. Uh, they left over some questioning about how the zoo finances were going. Um, you know, there was an investigation started out by uh, our friends at the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, that sparked an internal inquiry. And, you know, those two guys, they left. Uh, I Not official if they were asked to leave, but they just resigned. But the, those two guys at the zoo are no longer there. So they have an interim director and everything. Uh, one of the things that the um, dispatch questioned, and we questioned as well, uh, the zoo really didn't release a lot of details from the investigation. We just knew the basics that pretty much revolved around the use of a home at the zoo uh, for family members uh, to live at. Um, or, and we're assuming it's less than the value of the home, but we didn't even know that. But late yesterday, uh, Alyssa Weidman-Neath, um, that we talked about, uh, we talked to about a week a week ago, she released some more information. The zoo um, shared more information about the investigation, Brandon. And um, a couple big things jumped out at me. Um, I looked at, they rented a recreation vehicle. They actually purchased it with zoo money. Uh, Tom Stoff um, used it for his exclusive use. And took it to Putin Bay for a family trip. Um, and the other big thing was he personally selected a vendor for a $2 million construction project at the Wildford Cabins, did not seek competitive bidding. And because of that, the zoo was uh, billed for substantial cost overruns. And, you know, Stoffset told the CFO, hey, you need to pay it. And circumvented normal accounting processes. So, by doing that, obviously it costs a little bit more money. And you're sitting there going, "Hey, why are you saying this about a zoo?" You know, but it's taxpayer money involved here. So, Brandon, what do you think about the new revelations? And again, this is according to the zoo, but if the zoo is saying it, we're assuming it's the case. Um, surprise you? I mean, again, we knew that this was coming, but did the actual allegations kind of surprise you? I mean, it's a lot more meaty and maybe makes more uh, sense of why they resigned. Um, but I guess it's just it's interesting that um, 
I don't know, the checks and balances involved um, with internally for for the zoo um, that it allowed this kind of um, behave this kind. I don't want to say behavior; it's not the right word. I just it allows this kind of thing to happen, and I wonder even if they even if if they even thought that this was this was this if this was thought as even like oh I'm kind of treating this the zoo's funds as sort of my own personal funds I don't know if that ever kind of crossed anyone's mind you know I I think um I I don't know I don't but um it it um it does again speak to the fact of like the weird quasi nature of the zoo's tax structure and like what what to what do they to whom and to what do they owe um you know to the public and to taxpayers how 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 what systems of accountability are there are there um i think that's always the driving point for me here's a couple other things i thought was interesting um they said um for years uh Stoffen bell sought tickets paid for by the zoo's market department so their family members could attend various entertainment events for free. So, so the thought would be, you know, it comes out of the zoo's market department money, and uh, so those two guys could go to entertainment events for free. You know what I mean? Um, and here's the other thing. There's one instance where uh, the CFO admitted he caused the zoo to obtain 60 tickets from the Blue Jackets, so his son who was a contractor to zoo could attend games with his friends. Now, again, these sound damning. <laughs> We're like, Oh my goodness. What are they doing? Here's the one thing I'm thinking and bear with me brand for a second. I'll get to this real quick. If I'm a CEO of a big organization like the zoo, or if I'm a CFO of a big organization like the zoo, you're making decent money. You have benefits. You have, you can easily make the argument saying, hey, you know, if you can help me go to this event, I can represent the zoo. You know, I'm talking to people as a CEO of the zoo. I'm making deals. You know what I mean? So in some ways, and who knows what they did at these events. They could have just been chilling out. They could have been doing marketing things or everything. I kind of wonder, why doesn't the zoo or these guys set up a better transparent process to say, look, we're going to use some money so I can go to event X, but event X, I'm going to meet these people. I'm going to cost some deals. So yeah, I'm going to enjoy this event, but I'm going to bring some things back to you guys. Because I bet you if we had these two guys on, they may be like, hey, you know, I went to this event and man, I, I helped arrange this great deal to benefit the zoo. I wonder why there wasn't a better structure set up either by the zoo or by these officials to say, hey, look, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this because I'm going to help you guys out. Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't, but it sounds like there wasn't if these guys are no longer with the zoo. I mean, like, I think in some ways it's it's kind of hard to, uh, what kind of process does the zoo have to ensure that the CEOs and, what, and, the, and other high executive level people are held accountable. Um, you know, I think about a local government, um, you know, it's a little of maybe small town America or whatever, what have you, like, you know, if some forms of government have like, you know, the city manager model, um, council hires the city manager, the city manager hires the staff. And 
you know, there's a there's a thin line of like, you know, council might not be aware of everything that goes on within the actual city manager form of government. Um, and that's why you have sort of a that's why I say it's important to have sort of a, a, a small local newspaper or even right. some kind of newspaper kind of playing watchdog role a little bit. I mean, right. going out and, you know, asking for for emails, asking for, um, um, you know, always kind of investigating things because then they, it shows up in the paper. It will definitely be talked about at the next council meeting or or even probably sooner. Uh, it'll be addressed sooner. Um, but I don't see that kind of system playing out at the zoo. Obviously it's a nonprofit. I'm sure there are plenty of other nonprofits that don't receive taxpayer dollars where the higher up the director probably has a lot of benefits that it may be similar, uh, um, exchanges, uh, like we're reading here today. I'm just kind of wondering, um, kind of, um, you know, how, you know, um, just how can the zoo, what kind of processes the zoo can have to encourage transparency, um, you know, for whether it's for its any, for its public board or for its um, owned or board of directors. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, uh, I'm sure there's probably, I'm pro- sure they're already crafting probably a strategy to go of going forward, but um, that's just kind of how, how I'm reading it. Well, and I think the other question too was, you know, the zoo could hear this and say, come back and say, hey, we set up these parameters. It sounds like it, former officials kind of went over and above the bounds to do that. Like there was some talk like this RV vehicle was to say, hey, this is to help him attend events at the wilds. Because as you know, the wilds is about an hour away. It's not like these places are right near each other, but it was only sent to the wilds once. So maybe these structure was in place. It's just somebody kind of went over and above what they should have done. But you're right. It's the important thing. And again, I, Alyssa and uh, Jen, who did a great job in the story, we were talking about this with everyone last week, saying, you know, the big question I'm sure the public has is, why does this matter? What matters is 20% of their budget comes from your tax dollars. You know, so in essence, you're paying. I mean, you and I live here in Franklin County. We're paying for this, you know? Um, so it, it's something that we've got to be mindful of and something that the dispatch did a great job of breaking that story. It's why local journalism is important. And we raised the question. I kind of threw out there a couple weeks ago saying, hey, why don't they just do away with tax dollars? Well, obviously they're not because they had the investigation and two officials are gone. So it's clear that tax dollars are important to them. And hopefully they just have a better structure in place, you know? Uh, more accountability and more understanding of how people are using money. And it sounds like they're making some steps. Good luck for them. Uh, we'll see what happens there. So, all right. Well, again, thanks for checking out the Ohioan. Uh, we're going to be um, talking a lot more about the zoo as more stuff comes up. But, Brandon, I'm kind of looking forward to just talking about the zoo for fun stuff, about, like, their new animals and things like that. So hopefully we'll get back to that before long. Uh, Thanks for checking out the high. We'll be back shortly. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope 
To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.